0: Hey, it's your old pal Slim, and this is 70mm, a podcast for film fans just like you. With me, as always, is my close friend and artist, Danny Haas. Hello. And our military expert and close friend, <laughs> Pertalexis. Alexis. <laughs> Every episode is connected to a theme for that month, and this time it's November, new movies, or just new to us. We're wrapping up this month with Napoleon from Ridley Scott. And you can use the chapters in your podcast app to skip right to that discussion. Jasher left a review of this movie, it's a friend of uh-huh. ours. Napoleon, more like Napoleon, <laughs> sleep emoji. <laughs> trying to think of a witty review, but I, I don't know if I can tap Napoleon. Yeah, you, know? you took that one. We were all we
1: we're all second place immediately. I have,
2: I have another one written down yep. that
1: I didn't use. I'll say Let's it. Let's get into it.
2: What is uh, it? Monty Python's <laughs> Napoleon Boner part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Thank you. That one is pretty good. I've uh, been getting a lot of DMs today. A lot of questions if we're going to tackle this topic. subject. This is breaking news as of recording.
2: Oh,
0: um, the Cybertruck of Price officially <laughs> <Jeez>. announced today. <laughs> god, rear wheel drive version of the Cybertruck. It's not starting at 39k, folks. Mm. If you th- if you if you thought Elon Musk was telling you the truth in mm. 2019, I got news for you it's 60k, 61k, really, probably. Part of your thoughts on the Cybertruck.
1: Well, uh, actually, thirty uh, nine k and sixty k due to inflation, it's, it's actually not too far off when you consider it.
0: Can you imagine listening to that person speak for more than five seconds? Yeah, I mean, what were those people doing at that summit listening to him speak in that blazer or that winter blazer he was wearing? Danny, you buying the Cybertruck? Did you have a down payment down? No, God, no. Thing's ugly. Yeah, it's ugly as hell. It's a shame. I mean, you get, this is like full... You have a license to slap a person if you see them driving a cyber truck. You will not be incarcerated or arrested if you slap a human being for driving that car.
1: We were promised so much of the future. And now this truck... All right, enough, enough, enough
0: of this person. We don't want to talk get about this person. Get him out I don't like him. I don't respect him. I don't want him on this show. Get him out of here. We have a big episode this week. This is the end of November... Mm-hmm. Napoleon, the big release this week. I saw it in IMAX. Did you? I saw it in IMAX today. Ooh. And I'll tell you what—I had a bad experience in that theater. We'll oh, get into it later. Oh, in we'll get into it. I hate to be the one who always complains about theater yeah. experiences, but you know, it's just, this is my life.
1: Comes with the age. Was it feet or children?
0: It was neither. It was the sound. The, the, oh. I was. I sat in the in the right corner. Save it. All right, we'll we'll get into it. Just just Top moments away. Use the chapters if you want to get right to the <laughs> Napoleon segment. It's gonna be hot as hell, folks. Um, just a reminder: we're taking uh, December off.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We're off. This is our last live recording of the month. The episodes, all but one, are edited and done in the bin. Uh, They'll be dropping. We'll be dropping new episodes in December, but they're all gonna be surprise bonus ups. Christmas in December, bro. It's happening. It's real. This is this is it. You're you're clocking out after tonight, right?
1: Uh yeah. Yep. Old uh s- um uh s- slim uh trying to th- how can I call you Santa Claus? S- slim Claus. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Going to be whipping those episodes out of his sack and oh, shoving them God. down your chimney every Monday morning. Oh my God!
0: Well, how can we recover from that moment, folks? We'll try to rebound. <laughs> Danny, how far along break. are you on the episode art for those four episodes that are um, dropping in December?
2: Of the four, I have none of them done
0: mm. as of recording. So. Got it. Understood. Yeah. Busy, busy, um, busy month ahead. We're all going to yeah. be busy. Yeah, my my night doesn't end tonight. <laughs> Listen, if you need help with that art, you let okay. us know, Danny. We'll Thank hop you. right on to assist any way we can. I hear I can use AI. We're not getting into that right I now. I hear I can that just type right in. Now. I'll tell you that much right now.
1: Just, just type, type it, it in into it. Uh of did you watch any movies this week? Slim, that's a great question. <clears> Let's get it see. Done. Oh, I did watch, I watched The Blue Beetle. Hmm. This I'm was a, this is Max. the new DC movie that came out, right? Yeah, this is this is now on Max. Uh, I gave it two stars. Oh, jeez, Mama Mia! You know, uh, let me let me ask you this: Cardo is Prageranzing, by the way. Right now, let folks. me let me describe a movie, this movie to you, and then afterwards, you tell me where where everything goes wrong. <laughs> um, we're gonna have a an origin story about the character blue beetle Mm -hmm. um it's going to feature a lot of you know cgi it's gonna look great we're gonna have a villain uh we're gonna have uh susan sarandon (laughs) as the villain she's the villain in that movie is this where you want me to stop is this where you think it's gone wrong
0: (laughs) (laughs) she's a villain in real life right now i think
1: Oh, no. Oh, is that true? We can't get into it right now. We don't have the time to get
0: into that right now. But yes, Continue.
1: Susan Sarandon is the big bad. And it's not like she's an alien or she's some kind of mastermind. She's just an older woman <laughs> who's like works at a company. And that's, that's like the bad guy in this movie. So um, that's all I really have to say. Mm. It was, you know, it's kind of the same of- most of these movies, I liked it better than the Flash, though. So that's oh, something. Okay, I think that's something. Wow. I like the Flash.
0: I, I'm anxious to see Blue Beetle. James was excited when I was in the theaters, but as soon as it left, he had no desire anymore.
1: But I was like by myself. Yeah. Do you yeah, buy I, I can't <sighs> imagine returning.
0: Anything else, brother? You want to touch on?
1: Yeah, I just finished... just keep in mind.
0: You know, Danny didn't watch any any movies. I have as one. Well.
1: I shouldn't log it. Just keep in mind. Okay. I got one. All right. Well, let me let me see here. So I could I could mention two more. I did I, you know, a yearly watch for me, a tradition, fire up the old YouTube machine and put on the Muppet Family Christmas, which is a banger, if you haven't seen it ever seen it. it came out in 1987. It's like a made for TV movie. And it uh, we were Black Friday is usually the day we go out and get our Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. So we went and got the tree, um, put this on, and just had a a great time with the Muppets, you know, Mm. staying at Fozzie Bear's mom's house. She's about to, listen, could you imagine being about to leave for the Bahamas for the holiday, and then like 60 Muppets walk through your door, (laughs) canceling your plans? (laughs) It's tragic. you had an IG
0: story where it was just like a slow zoom in on Miss Piggy uh, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> <laughs> see
1: where the guy I don't remember the one guy from the the uh, mayhem band he's like she looks pretty good for a pig <laughs>
0: god yeah just the her face is just so comedic the way it turns and she just has that like frown on her face when she's pissed off it's amazing
1: amazing <sighs> Uh, I also was able to round out my, uh, my a movie watching experience tonight. I had started this. I almost had to DNF Marcel the shells with shoe, shoes on uh, because my kids just, I started with my kids and they all just dropped like flies. No one really wanted to finish it, um, but I, I put it on and said, hey, if you guys aren't going to finish it, I'm a professional. I'll watch it by myself. <laughs> So I did. Yeah, you I get had a lot of trouble, you know, just suspending my disbelief with this, though. How but so? you were fine with the Muppets.
0: Yeah. You do the math. Fantastic
2: Mr. Fox is in your top four.
1: No, 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 no. See, this... <laughs> he wasn't ready to be real, attacked with his own opinions. A real animal. I mean, the shell... Okay, Chris, you' walking... Sh- <laughs> That's
0: exactly uh, what the I shell.
1: Heard. <laughs> The amount of things the shell does without any arms... <laughs>
0: I want to hear any more of your Marcel the Shell three star (laughs) thoughts. We're
1: we're immediately moving
0: on. (laughs) I'm cutting this, cutting this segment out from the show. I want to say hello to Shad, who joined the Patreon this week at patreon.com slash 70mm. Got access to our VHS Village Discord discounts on Danny's Prince and our Blue Valentine episode was our 50th patron only episode that was just released. We're still working on formulating our Hunger Games movie plans.
2: Oh yeah, I forgot about
0: that. That is That was promised. Once we hit 400 patrons, we're there. We've passed it. Who knows what the end of the month charges will bring. You know, when those charges come in, people will just crap their pants. Um, Jesus. We'll see what number we're at in January or December. I don't even know what the hell month it is. So that's that. You said you watched a movie, Danny? Yeah, I forgot to log it.
2: Um, we did our yearly watch of You've Got Mail. Uh, the Saturday oh. after Thanksgiving. But this year, we invited our 3 daughters to watch it with us for the first time. And obviously, they're not going to understand uh, dial-up internet, AOL, the 90s. But uh, the best was seeing their faces... And watching them try to crawl into the couch when the term cybersex is brought up, oh. oh Mama Mia! If you want to see three teen girls crawl into a couch, put on You've Got Mail and just watch cybersex being brought up. My God, what's their, was what were their overall thoughts on the movie? Actually, they loved it. They really did like it. Um, but, but also, I threatened them to be, kick them out of the house if they didn't. So, yeah, of course,
0: fair. You know, Tom Hanks, cyber sex icon <laughs> in the nineties. Anyway. Yeah. That's what I've watched. Been keeping up with Monarch. What episode uh, are we on to? Four right now? Three, like four, four.
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then I'm hopefully getting to a minus one this weekend.
0: Yeah. I, I uh, asked James if you wanted to, to watch the it theaters with me to see that. And he, he's on the fence. I told him it was subtitled. I'm also hearing great things. So. Yeah, a lot of buzz. I'm ready to reveal the the television show that I started. Oh, a couple weeks ago because I'm too. caught up, essentially caught up. I'm like one or two episodes back. Uh, this is it's now a safe space for me to reveal that I binge watched uh, For All Mankind. Oh my gosh! Because I Dan, I got tired of hearing Danny say so Sorry. many good things about it. I had to make my own decisions. Mm-hmm. And he's correct. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I might you know once the time comes to write a snarky review oh, or, yeah, or a thread. Oh, I might do um, for all mankind greater than sign Battlestar Galactica.
1: Oh. oh I might I
0: might say that. Those are those are strong words for the sci fi geeks out there.
2: It is some strong words. But you know? it's the same creator, so I didn't even know that. It's Ronald D. Moore. I don't
0: know who that is. <laughs> that guy create Battlestar Galactica, the, the OG? <laughs> no, he did or the, was he the showrunner for the old series? The new series. Yeah, but that's what I meant. Sorry. The, the yeah, new yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Take. Unless I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm right. I'm
1: never wrong. <laughs> that's all I have to say about it, folks. I'm not going to hype it up any it. further. Save it for Threads. Save, Save it rest. for
0: Threads. Stay tuned to my Threads account. I won't be posting elsewhere. I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, every week we give out a free year of Letterbox patron. Uh... Gets rid of ads. You get a fancy backdrop on your profile. Find out where your movies are streaming. Um, and this week's winner—you have to tag your reviews. Seventy MM Pod. That's how I. That's how I track things. A lot of reviews to go through this week. Uh, but one jumped out at me, mainly for snarky purposes. It was for Raging Bull. Five star review from Peppy. Every hit De Niro took felt like I do every morning after the live recording and realizing I didn't win the free year of Patron. That was their review of Raging Bull*. So guess what? You just won the free year. Flutterbox patron. Congrats. That review of Peppy. My God. Congratulations. Uh, what do I want to talk about? I watched Hellraiser 3.
2: Okay. Merry Christmas.
0: You know, all these Hellraiser nerds like myself, but they were saying like Hellraiser 3, maybe the best one, The wrong. If you hear someone saying that, Stop. you might want to mute their account. Yeah, they probably drive to them. a Cybertruck. truck. <laughs> they pre-ordered the Cybertruck. Uh, I didn't... I gave it two and a half stars. I thought it was kind of crap, but there's some cool things with Hellraiser in a church, and he's, like, saying, you know, quotes from the Bible, and it was just, like, kind of, like, a cool vibe. Pinhead? What did I say?
2: You called him Hellraiser, but I don't know if that's correct. Oh, yeah, Pinhead. I...
1: Pinhead.
0: Um, I didn't love that he was, like, back to being the villain after what happened, you know, the Return of the Jedi vibes from the second <laughs> movie. Yeah. Uh, there was a cool club scene where he just like annihilates people dancing in a club mm. hard like chains going every which way Shoo. cutting wow. people's like faces off oh my there was like a DJ that had the CDs into his brain it, you know very creative from from Pinhead so some yeah. cool stuff there CDs I also saw The Iron Claw scared so yeah. about this? I mean that's huge this uh Sean Durkin picture about the Von Erich family pro wrestlers from the Late seventies, early eighties. It's got Zac Efron in it. Jeremy Allen White, The Bear. Ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I got an early screening. Pro, did you get a screening? You didn't. You didn't. I didn't see you at the theater for this one.
1: No, I missed. I missed this one. Wasn't able to make it to the Iron Dang. Claw. Uh, All
0: right, I you too. I liked it a lot. Four stars. I gave it. Not a dry eye in the house. Goodness. Folks. The Von Erichs family. Very sad story about this family. Very what, unlucky. What, what didn't cursed. push you
2: to five stars?
0: I thought that the director tried to really, you know, like thread the needle between wrestling being fake, but also like being important to this family. So he kept a lot of like the details about the business at out, like totally kind of hidden. And I don't know if that was the right decision yet. Hmm. Like there was, I feel like it might still confuse people, if they don't know the business of wrestling, they still might be like asking a lot of questions watching the movie about why this way or why is this happening? And like, in my head, like I know their story, so I know everything, but some stuff would come up and I'm like, I wish they would have said that like what a territory is or like why that was important in the eighties, like a Mm. wrestling territory or why it's important that the NWA champion is coming to their town Uh, because that's how these territories like made money you know, they would they would tour with the NWA champion like Ric Flair for like a month. And whoever was the local stud in Texas would fight them for a month, but they'd lose um, all those matches. But it would like be a close match and, and give them, quote, the rub so that they would look like a star. Mm. So that stuff just wasn't kind of explained. I, and I wish it was, but it was definitely a, a purposeful decision. But like, how much can you bog down the viewer with wrestling parlance mm-hmm. just before they just check out completely? As, ma- as many people listening right now probably have.
1: Did I mean, we you, s- um, h- how'd you know their story? Like, have you? Is there like a documentary that's good that goes over their life?
0: There is. You could probably Google Dark Side of the Ring Von Erichs. Uh, there's like a Dark Side of the Ring television series, like a mini documentary series. They would do an episode on a wrestler. It's like 40 minutes. Um, but I had known about the Von Erichs growing up, a wrestling fan, about how they were like essentially like a cursed family all these like terrible things happened to the brothers. They were going to, they were like, they've often been, been referred to as like the Kennedys of, of pro wrestling. Like they could have been the biggest thing in history, but so many bad things happened to the family. So it never really kind of happened.
1: Huh?
2: Not a feel good story or you're going to see with the iron Claw.
0: Uh, it depends. It depends. Like I thought it was a great way to honor the family. Like, um, Kevin is, is Kevin is in the documentary of The Dark Side of the Ring so you can kind of see how Kevin's life has evolved over the years um, so it, it depends I, like in my head I was wondering how they're going to turn this into kind of like a positive thing uh, but they do by the end I think so ch- I'm excited for people to watch it in December when it comes out
1: Zach Efron's body on the <laughs> banner image insane
0: his body and his hair his hair is pretty wild like, the set photos of Zac Efron, like, at this movie with his hair, it looked horrendous. He looks <laughs> hor- horrific. Uh, but it worked for me. Uh, should we get into Napoleon? It's time. I just had to call out, too, that Proto does these UFOs for interns on the Patreon. Proto's Joaquin Phoenix, Napoleon voice. <laughs> It's something quite special, in my opinion. Uh, So this is November. The last movie is Napoleon by Ridley Scott. And it's in theaters right now. I think it'll probably be on Apple at some point in the
1: future. But, uh, Perdo, what is this movie? It's 1789, and there is a revolution in France. The guillotine is working overtime, and (laughs) officer Napoleon Bonaparte watches the Queen Marie get offed. A sharp military mind, he is given the task of capturing an important port where he uses big brain tactics to win the day. Promoted to general, Napoleon leads France in victory after victory, climbing the ladder of power as fast as his wee legs can carry him. (laughs) Meanwhile, he meets the bosom of Josephine, a widowed aristocrat. Using the tactic of barking like a dog, he routs her stronghold and claims another victory for France. But as he goes off to conquer the world, Josephine has other plans. Sexually. (laughs) Eventually, Napoleon becomes the emperor of France, but gets slapped by the Russian winter, demoted and exiled. Returns and is defeated for world domination round two, and eventually retires to an island with his big hat, where Josephine lives rent-free until the day he dies. Napoleon. God.
0: Napoleon. Yeah, I mean, he's exiled twice, right? Twice. Doesn't he get exiled yeah. twice? God. <sighs> what a what an intro to this two and a half hour long historical epic. Barry Lyndon, I think it brought got brought up a few times in reviews. Oh yeah,
1: hmm.
0: I was thinking of Barry Lyndon as I was sitting in my IMAX row at uh Where was I? Ashamney, PA. Where my Ashamney folks at, PA?
2: Do you want to get into your viewing?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, a lot of. Things. You hinted at it. We yeah we can. I bought tickets. Um, you know, AMC stubs. You paid for tickets? No, no, zero dollars. You didn't waive your <laughs> letterbox?
1: Zero dollar. No, in. no,
0: no, I used the AMC credentials. Stubs. I think I did have a screening invite for this, but it was like, I felt like it was last month and I would have forgotten everything that I had Yeah, you definitely would have. So I got, you know, back row boys, hashtag back row folks, uh, you know, because I'm <laughs> going to be whipping out my phone to take That's notes. Me. That's the only thing I'm going to be whipping out, folks, the back That's row. Me. And I went in, so the middle seats were all taken. By like the back three rows so I was like alright I'm gonna go in the right side or whatever it's IMAX never been to the IMAX theater here but I actually believe it or not I think I saw Top Gun Maverick here oh and the previews are playing and this, there's a speaker on my side of the theater that is I guess responsible for the sound effects and music of all the trailers and it is loud as F it's the loudest speaker I've ever heard in a movie theater <laughs> It's drowning out all the vocals of all the trailers. Like, I'm I'm literally crapping my pants that I'm in that situation like this where I was like, oh my God, is this going to be the whole movie? Like, is the actual mm-hmm. movie going to be drowned out by the special effects? I can't hear anything. I'm not that, first of all, I'm not that old, folks. Mm-hmm. I'm not that old. You know? I'm no longer in my 30s, but that's it. Okay? So... Thankfully, the Napoleon movie doesn't have a ton of like music, blaring, or sound effects outside of the battle. So it didn't really, it didn't really like have a negative experience because the vocals, like people were just, you know, how, many, how often you don't have to worry about hearing Joaquin Phoenix's murmuring for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. A lot That's of times i round drowned huh? out by sound effects and music by Trent Reznor or Atticus Ross. Um, so Ooh. thankfully, it was just the tr- previews that were bad and it, it didn't really ruin the experience of the movie. That's all I would say.
2: How about seeing the Aquaman trailer again?
0: I'm so sick of that trailer. How
2: is this movie not out? I thought it came out years ago. What is I, this? I, I was unemployed
0: for the last couple of years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this trailer's been on in theaters for 2 years now.
0: Also the CGI of him like making that bridge. Jesus. Can we let's go back back to Formula. It just looks so corny.
1: Their their hair underwater. Oh my god. Like I know <laughs> hair moves underwater, but I'm sorry. Maybe any every underwater... mermaid should have a shaved head
2: instead. Any other <laughs> underwater action post avatar 2, get it out of here.
0: I want it gone. Uh, all right. So we'll go around the room. We drop down three things. Hopefully I, I proto alluded to not having any notes for this discussion earlier today. Who knows if that's true or not, but we'll jot down some things when we watch, we'll go round table style until we get through our main points and then we'll give her a letterboxed rating. Let's start with Mr. No Notes, part of Lexus, or War you. Expert.
1: My first note is actually that I wrote down. This is actually my real note, but it was about that. Did you have the trailer for the Boys in the Boat? Yeah, that
0: looked great. I don't know what that is, now.
1: Oh, it's like, it, it's about like this rowing team, yeah. this underdog rowing team. I don't know. That I got the chills. The challenged the Nazis <laughs> in like the 1930s or something.
2: Yeah, George Clooney directed it.
1: Really?
0: No, I got a Mark Wahlberg dog movie. That actually, I kind of want to see. He's like a, he's on this like adventuring team where they run and bike and zip line through this like forest. It's like a race, but he comes upon this like dog at the beginning of the race, and then he sees the dog again 200 miles later. And it's probably some like deeply religious Mm -hmm. you know book that it's based on. That's why he's in it. But
1: I was like, Cujo too, the shack Cujo. Um, anyway, my first point, I felt disappointed Hmm. in how little I felt like I learned about Napoleon. Now listen, movies don't have to be history lessons, right? We we all saw the Ridley Scott clips, him saying, Mm -hmm. you know, this isn't historically accurate. Get out of my face, retire. Um, but for, for a two and a half hour movie about a guy who was the, an emperor, I feel like I came away with this movie, like not knowing much more about him than I went in with. Mm -hmm. And that kind of was disappointing to me. I honestly wish I like kind of learned something more about him. (laughs) I I learned absolutely nothing
0: about Napoleon. I can't believe you're saying this. I feel like I went in knowing less than I did beforehand about Napoleon. I can't believe
2: this. I told Casey tonight, I was like, I don't know what my notes really are, but I feel like my little knowledge of Napoleon, I feel like I know even less about him coming out of this film. I said (laughs) Mm -hmm. that tonight to Casey.
1: Yes, it's it's like this movie makes it more confusing because- you know that he's mixing in like fiction with it. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what's real or not. He's right. like, he just like appears in his
0: first scene. He's already like there and kind of strutting around as Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon. Also, say it. <laughs> say,
1: it. <laughs> <The eye> roll, <laughs> say it. I roll. I just did God. it in a Holy big cow. eye roll.
0: Like when he first appears in the movie, I know it's like Joaquin Phoenix and he's like doing his voice in the trailers, but like. I mean, he's literally just Joaquin Phoenix dresses yes, literally. in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Everyone else is doing an accent, but he is just Joaquin in the outfit. And he's like strutting around the town as himself in this costume. And I'm like, oh man, the whole movie is going to be like this. He's already a character. And, and, but to part of his point, like there's no backstory or anything. There's no like young Napoleon moving flags around a map. You know, we're like doing, you know, having battleships in the bathtub where he's like, you know, a military genius or something. There's none of that. He's just kind of there. He exists and he's a military genius. And that's all you get. You wanted Napoleon's Fablemans. I think I did.
1: Yeah. Where he's practicing war. Would have liked that a lot more, I think. They gave us, he gave us like the titles would say like, oh, the battle of Austerlitz or. (laughs) I could barely read that font. The reign of terror. Yeah, it was like Jesus. it was like it was like uh, papyrus and italics. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you it, it, the, oh, those things, it gave. It, I feel like it gave so little that I didn't really even know where much was happening, or even like the the extent of like. The, the the French Empire when he was ruling, I feel like it couldn't have been that hard to, yeah, have guys around a table saying like, oh, this is our territory. This is what we have. It was just something to kind of get a sense of the scale mm-hmm. of, of what he did. I mean, we see him in Egypt, which I guess... That was cool to see. That's not even real. He was never in Egypt? The shots of,
2: apparently like the shots of him like hitting the... Pyramids and pyramid all that explosions didn't, didn't exist, didn't happen.
0: I for you know, if I can interject one more time, I forgot about another big point at this theater that was a negative. I always bring my water bottle into the theater. They told you not they to, they told me I couldn't bring in my own water bottle what? to this theater. First so time you had to in, go in back history. out to your Jeep, I, I had to go back out to the Jeep and put in it in. Was it still car. running? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a callback, folks. Uh, search tenant and chat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: GPT plus. You know what bugs me also, Proto, about it is hearing all of the clips of Ridley Scott just being mad at historians. And then to sit down and watch it and like, well, did this actually happen? Did what what actually happened? Because Mm. no one is saying any of this is like factually correct. So it's it was like frustrating to watch knowing all of the you know commentary beforehand going into that.
0: I mean, I remember Waterloo, and I know something about Waterloo. Yeah, Waterloo. So when that yeah. popped up, I I was like fist pumping. I was like, hell yeah, I know about Waterloo. <laughs> yeah, I you remember pointed what to happened there. But <laughs> how about that giant map that got rolled out on the oh, floor? What a that map! That was cool. Yeah. Sheesh. God. <sighs> I'm a military genius. <laughs> When are you going to give me a child? <laughs> How about the one, he was like, the one time where he was like mad about something, he was like putting his ha- his face into his hat and he was like shaking oh it up. God. I was thinking about like, let's do another take. That one was okay, but let's, let's try five different ones. One where you're not acting like a baby.
2: Remember when he came in <laughs> and Vanessa Kirby's getting her corset tied and he starts like
0: making the noises,
2: like, doing his foot like a horse. Oh, like he's horny for her, like a horse? He's a steed. My God. What was I he mean, doing?
0: I the, sh- the shots of him having sexual intercourse okay. in this movie. Unreal. <laughs> <laughs> the ten second man himself, Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> my God. Hopefully, <laughs> No wonder she's farting around with all these other bows. My God, this guy is horrendous. Sheesh. Yeah. Nothing, att- nothing attractive about what was happening there between the two of them. We have to move on from the sex, Danny. What's your first point for Napoleon?
2: Um, Napoleon having sex. <laughs> is my first note. <laughs> he got hurt his hip. He He's was pumping so something. hard. His little legs. My God. His wee little pumping legs. Wee lad. Uh, we can move on from that. Um, I will say something positive please. I thought this film looked incredible Mm. I think there was one time I think I almost audibly said oh shit is when he's kind of walking through I think it's before he's a general and he's like on a horse going through the city and he kind of looks down this uh is not an alley, but like a road. Mm-hmm. It shows off into the harbor and the ships yeah. in the harbor. I'm like, my God, like so many of the shots of the ships. I mean, I was, that's like, that's my jam. Like I love mm-hmm. seeing the ships on the water. It looked incredible. And I, I was like, man, I want to see the making of any of that because I feel like it's mostly green screen, but if they had one rad boat, I want to see it. And then the, and then the battle scenes I thought were great. Um, Really loved the ice battle scene. Oh, that was cool. But then I think there was one, I think it may be the battle. I can't, they're all kind of blurred together. Um, and maybe one of the last ones. And, uh, it was good. I, mm. I, I this film looked good. There's definitely a style over substance kind of film for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought the, um, <clears throat> yeah. I thought the CGI looked good because it didn't, it was convincing enough where I wasn't like, oh, that's obviously looks bad. You know, yeah. when you, cause you get, there's so many times now with movies where you just look at it and it just looks fake. Totally. With this, it was like, I could almost like not tell. It was, I was like, I know this is fake, but it looks good enough yeah. that I'm like, oh, those could be ships in the Harbor. Just yeah, I was it. I was worried about
0: like how hard he was going to go CGI. Like how many, are they just going to be like all the soldiers? Like there's going to be these crazy shots of the cities that are just going to look bad. But I thought he reined it in pretty well. He didn't really, I mean, reined it in, or just did a really good job with this the CGI stuff that it wasn't obvious.
2: Yeah, a couple of the things that I really wanted to know more about was um, <clears throat> a lot of the crowd shots, the the big wide shots of a lot of people looked incredible. But I loved like his coronation scene. That that whole oh, yeah. that whole the building itself, his outfit, him having like the Caesar kind of tiara that he puts Mm -hmm. the crown on top of like it that was a that was a pretty badass scene i really liked it like the i think i think costuming um will probably get a nod in this movie i think it's pretty incredible thomas thomas why are we dropping
0: furiosa trailer links in live (laughs) chat what is this (laughs) thomas is so bored by the he's bored by napoleon Napoleon talk that he's (laughs) linking (laughs) furiosa trailer (laughs) drops um yeah the 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 production design is off the charts. Like, the coronation scene was gorgeous. Mm -hmm. His outfit. um, Actually, and everyone in there, too, looked awesome. There was a a lot of those shots where it was just, I was kind of just, like, looking around the room just to see how much work was put into just the stuff in the background characters, the paintings, uh, the buildings. I mean, that had been so much work to get these rooms all prepped for, for these shots. Also, like, visually... I mean, you put a camera behind Napoleon where he's wearing that hat, it looks awesome. Yeah. And there's so many yeah. of those. It's a was, red it's like silhouette. Batman. It's like yeah. the original Batman silhouette. <laughs> and it looked awesome, I thought.
2: Even the intro guillotine scene, I thought was like I was like, okay. I was kind of like fist pumped. i like, okay, here we go. This is incredible. The the walk up to the guillotine, even her getting her head cut off. I was like, man, yeah, this is awesome.
0: That was cool. I mean probably that I was thinking about that probably the best way to go I guess
2: like should we bring the death. guillotine back?
1: Maybe. Good question. Elon, please. Let's get into Yeah, it. like those shots of the palaces too were really cool. Um this actually brought me back to college because the hardest class I took when I was at college was um it was on the French Revolution. Hmm. Because the, the professor who taught it, he was a guy who got like a, Mar- a MacArthur um grant like that genius grant or whatever oh, gosh. to st- literally study the um like the french revolution he like went to france and he read like manuscripts from the 18th century like no one had ever read and then he like wrote a book about it so he was like a big wig in god french history mm-hmm. um but i remember one thing he t- talked about was versailles the palace and how this this has always stayed with me is that it has like over two thousand bedrooms but when they made it they like didn't build bathrooms, Ooh, so nice. there was like some insanely low number of bathrooms, and uh, but they would so it would be full of aristocrats, but they had like nowhere to poop, so they would like poop in buckets and stuff, like in the corners of like oh, the bedrooms God. in like this magnificent, insane palace. Damn, I always I that always stayed with me. That was, that was foul. gross. That was foul. I
2: don't like this.
1: Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm looking through my honorable mentions <laughs> about how Anna is 15 years old. How, how, I mean, what are the chances of the third movie this month? Right? What are we doing? <laughs> thank God we're finished. I think we are, we're taking, thank God we're taking a month off. The show the fall is. Fall of over. 70 Millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, God. Um, my number one, we've gone through my top three already. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's talk more about jo- Joaquin Joaquin as as Napoleon. Mm-hmm. I think he was miscast in this movie. <laughs> I don't I mean I get like he's an amazing actor and I agree. I just don't think he worked as Napoleon in this at all. It almost like took me out of it. And I guess you could say that could be for the writing of the movie and about how little they really wanted you to know about him. Like I felt like I knew nothing about Napoleon, the character, his thoughts why he did anything, you have no reasoning why he loves his country outside the fact that he says it once or twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, And I don't, and on top of that, I just felt like, you know, Joaquin acting as himself, it just felt like a giant miss f- for me as the viewer. Um, so it was like combination of those two things that like anytime he was on screen, i was kind of like, Ugh. you know, and he's the star of the movie pretty much. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> kind of
1: yeah. sunk me from the get go. Ferdinand, what did you think about him in the role? Yeah, I actually, I completely agree. I thought this felt almost like a Marlon Brando performance to me. You know, like the, there's the stories of Marlon Brando just kind of cashing in and barely acting. This felt like they were almost like wheeling Joaquin out and like holding him up as he like red lines. <laughs> It, it's just like he is like he's not even like a. it doesn't even feel like he's a character. It feels like yeah. it's like, hey, let's we'll, we'll have him play Napoleon so we can put his name on the poster. Um, And and I agree. I feel like anyone else like this would have been perfect to get like a, just like a no name actor. Of course, he has, you know, a really good mm-hmm. actor, but someone who give a performance like we have no frame of reference of like who this person is. And just kind of coming out and, and giving an amazing performance as Napoleon, I think that would have been much better. But I, yeah, I agree. I thought it was like a complete miss. Yeah, it's just he just does not do anything for me in this movie, and I think that's pretty rare with Joaquin. And but even said like visually, he looks
0: great. Like in yeah. all these you know promotional materials, him in costume, it rocks. Like he looks fantastic, but otherwise not. Danny, what would you think?
2: Uh, I didn't like him at all. Like I, it, I wasn't joking about like Monty Python's Napoleon because everything felt, I felt like I was missing like a joke. Like it always felt like there was like a, a punchline coming after everything Napoleon did. There were moments where, uh, he would like do something little, like put his hat on Josephine or something Mm. and it felt improv and it felt like not what he was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Or like when he would drop something, it also felt like, can we get another take? Maybe Ridley. I don't think he meant to drop that because it always looked, nothing looked on purpose. And he just, he didn't escape Joaquin for me. He didn't didn't disappear into like Napoleon uh, to where I got past that I was looking at someone just cashing in a check. And those scenes too
0: felt like the only kind of emotion, like I noticed those scenes too, where he like put her hat on her Mm -hmm. head as like a, as a bit. And those were like the only times where I, I got to see Napoleon do anything Mm -hmm. with emotion, you know, Uh, like I wanted maybe some of that stuff written into the script. Like let's, let's get a little bit more insight into why I should care about what I'm seeing on screen. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. The, the humor stuff, Yeah, it just felt so like it misfired more Mm -hmm. than, than hit its mark. And I kind of felt this way about like The Killer too. Maybe it's because of an expectation from Scott and a director like Fincher that you don't expect a comedic tone from them. But also at the same time I think like maybe they just just didn't know how to like land these moments because it almost it felt like I was watching a movie similar to gladiator. And then it's as if like gladiator had like these slapstick moments in it randomly, Mm, which wouldn't make any sense and would kind of take me out of it. And I felt like this, those moments just kind of took me out of it. It's like, okay, that was for humor, but why? Right. Like, why is that in the movie? And if it was going to be in the movie, it felt like it needed to be more consistent. Or show Napoleon as more of a clown and like make fun of him more rather than in these one-off moments. Have him dance down a long flight of stairs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
1: know? Right. Yeah. Poop in the corner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Proto, what's next on your list? Uh so there's Napoleon, but then there's Josephine, played by Vanessa Kirby, who is the uh, you know, the, the other main character in this movie. And I read a few reviews and just, I guess things about the movie saying like, Oh, this is more less about like Napoleon's conquests and focuses more on his romance and his relationship love affair with his wife, Josephine. But I don't know. I felt like that wasn't really even well explored in this. I felt like I didn't really know anything about Josephine by the end of this movie either. Like, What was her, like her, okay, so she's, you know, she's a, she's horny and she like wants to sleep with other guys and like, that's what she does. But it felt like there was more to it. Like, was she, was she hostile towards Napoleon? Was she trying to get under her skin? Was she secretly against him? did she have other modem motives? Like none of that was explored. And it just felt like a black box through this whole movie. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it was such a big part, it just didn't feel explored well at all. Yeah. I remember hearing
0: like marketing from Vanessa Kirby about researching Josephine and like, you know, what was her level of control with Napoleon and like, how was she in this relationship? Was she like pulling the strings? But like, none of that happened in the movie. Right. And, and she even like has that scene where they're, I can't remember at what point this happens, but she like tells him to say that he needs her. Yeah. And, but like, does he, you know, you're like barely together. And when you are, you're porking for five seconds And then there's no, like, she's she's never kind of, like, string pulling behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, or helping him make decisions. So I couldn't, I didn't really understand the dynamic that she was so important to him. Because you never saw that. Even in the letters, really. Maybe him, like, yearning for her while he's at battle. But other than that, I don't know. It's just, like, their relationship was very strange.
2: And it's frustrating, too, because Vanessa, I feel like, is doing the best job In this film, acting wise. I feel like she at least threw herself into this role where I didn't have to feel like she was just cashing in a check. But the Josephine stuff was so weird to me because I everything felt out of like left field that happened to her. They don't explain to like they the whole the whole her whole storyline is basically wrapped around having a boy, having a firstborn son with Napoleon. That's basically what they've like pigeonholed her into for this whole movie nothing about any part of the relationship that has to do with her pulling any strings like you said it was very weird and then their divorce scene when he smacks her yeah. and like i was like i don't understand what's going on like yeah. why is he acting like this it, they're they're getting a divorce just chill give her a second she's reading like what i, I just don't understand it like that, that was like the frustrating part like none of it made sense
1: but also, yeah, she, like,
2: she stays okay. on
0: the ground. She keeps the house. Like, I don't really... And they're still kind of together. Yeah, that out. So, like, what was the divorce, really?
1: You know? Yeah, the slapping scene is really fascinating, too. Because is that... Did that really... This is another thing. Like, did that really right. happen? I doubt it did. Like, it could have. Maybe it did happen and they recorded it because it was, like, you know, a documented event on, on record. But if it didn't happen and Ridley put that in or the screenwriter put that in. What was the point of it? Like what, if you're, if you're injecting this fiction into the story, what are you trying to communicate Mm -hmm. other than he definitely wants a divorce because he has to have an heir to continue his legacy? Mm -hmm. I guess that's it, but it just, it just doesn't feel like it hits the mark. Danny next on your list. (laughs) Put it out. I uh
2: I, I there's just so many things that bothered me with this film. Uh one of the things that I could not figure out is how many times and how many different ways did they overthrow uh like a sitting government? Mm-hmm. Like there was the scene in the very beginning with the guy with the wig that tries to shoot himself in the head. Ugh which was wild. Uh, And then Napoleon and the three guys try to do the coup, which felt like a slapstick running around while the armies like, it just felt like they would like run through different doors, like a Scooby-Doo episode (laughs) trying to run from each other. And then like, he takes the crown and becomes King. And then just basically tells the guy at the, the guy at the table, just to F off, like, this is my France, or whatever. I was so confused about any of the changing of powers that I couldn't tell you who had more control, who else was in power, why this person on screen mattered that was like pulling Napoleon's strings from the beginning, like the kind of like put him in power. Like, who was that guy? Like, I don't understand. Like that's my, that's like the most frustrating thing is there's so many moving parts in this film and it's so poorly communicated about who's doing what and where and why that by the, by halfway through, I'm like, just get to another battle scene so I can care about this movie again.
0: (laughs) There is talk in chat of, you know, I think there was also talk online of like a longer cut, like maybe the version that hits Apple will be like four hours long or something. Maybe some of this stuff is explained.
2: I don't know if I can do it. I mean, that. they
0: had two and a half hours. They could have, they could have done it in this version. But yeah, that scene was weird when he when Napoleon is like freaking out and talking to the guards during that initial coup attempt, and he's like panicking outside, and then they go back in and he has the upper hand again. Very strange. Uh my number two. How about the horse gore in this? Oh my god. Is that so much horse gore in The first horse with the cannonball? <sighs> and then he like. Digs out the, the cannonball. Yeah. yeah. Still hell? in the, Killed horse. the
1: horse. Send this to my mother.
0: It's also, I mean, the other scene where that dude sh- shoots himself in the head and just blows off his like face by accident. Yeah. And one guy like puts his finger in oh. his face. <laughs> yeah.
1: That was a little unnecessary. Effed up people back then, I guess. The French. Very effed up. I did. Uh, I was trying to do a little reading. Um, thank you. Right now, so Please. that guy, no, no, <laughs> earlier, because I knew that guy Robespierre. He was like a big figure in the, the is revolution. Is that the beginning
2: guy that pulling? Napoleon He's the guy strength?
1: who shoots himself in the oh, him. in the face. Oh, 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 yeah. Um, and his like Wikipedia page is like ten ten thousand words. Oh God, yeah. It's like there's so much that went on. But one crazy thing that I read is that there was a period like I think they even say in the movie the Reign of Terror where they were like just guillotining aristocrats like left and right apparently they 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 executed over 15,000 people My god yeah and then also imprisoned like tens of thousands so it was a tough time in france <laughs> aristocrats at the at the
0: at the risk of making myself sound like an idiot Are aristocrats yeah. just like rich people i think in this context yeah okay. yeah there was a scene where they got freed and they're like run through the streets Remember that again? Are we bringing
2: the guillotine back? <laughs>
0: um, the one I'll I'll bring up a thing I liked when he's in Egypt. First of all, the Egypt stuff looked cool. Just seeing mm-hmm. him in Egypt mm-hmm. Um when he gets on the little stand, the stool <laughs> yeah. to stand up when they open the the coffin up. That was pretty cool. Yeah. How about the thing he does with his hat every time he takes it off a table? Did you notice that he just like rubs it off the table every time yes, he was like to table? He did that. that. Ridley, what do you think if I put the hat on the table and I keep it on the table when I move away? Danny, next on your list? I just went. Um <laughs> Oh, no. I sorry. Don't... Proto. Pr- Prince Proto. Okay. Oh, God. The panic Danny that he anymore. had to mention something else about this movie.
1: Uh Let's talk about the end a little bit. Um, yeah. It is, it is almost like too much to believe of how he was exiled and then returned. Uh, but that did happen. And I remember there is a movie, I think it's from the 70, 70s called Waterloo, where it's like just about the Battle of Waterloo and him returning from exile. And I thought actually in that movie, I still remember the scene and I must've saw this movie when I was like, I don't know, 12 years old. But when he, there's a, the same scene of him like coming up to his troops or like coming to arrest him, um, and they, they come and join his side. I actually felt like what the Waterloo version did like a much better oh. job of that. Um, and again, I feel like, I feel like that there wasn't much detail communicating even like what was going on there. Like he comes off this Island. He had like a, a handful of officers and then he gets to be like the ruler of France again. And I guess you can kind of connect the dots. He was the general, he was the emperor, and mm-hmm. the army just kind of got back in line and followed him. But it felt a little bit rushed to me like the mm-hmm. whole last
0: half hour. How about this cast in Waterloo, 1970? Rod Steiger, Christopher Plummer, and Orson Welles. What the? Mm-hmm. 3.8 on Letterboxd right now. It's has got a pretty sick poster too.
2: Hmm. Goodness.
0: Um, the ending... Yeah, I don't have anything to say about the ending.
2: So, how did he die in real life? Not just sitting in a chair watching, I'm assuming his daughters play swords. Did he really just fall over
1: dead? <clears throat> I don't think... Nobody had, knows. Nobody no. knows. Someone Somebody knows. email Ridley Scott. <laughs> the
0: Ridley, lack, please. The lack of prep we've done for this movie <laughs> oh, is... Sorry. ...coming through. Danny, final point? Um...
2: I I thought one of the scenes that looked absolutely stellar was um, them walking into, I think, abandoned... Was it Moscow or St. Petersburg? Right. That looked rad. Mm. Uh, and then to turn around and see that they lit it on fire. I'm assuming that's factual. Um, mm-hmm. That's a big flub. That uh, looked cool. Yeah, it looks super cool. I like that scene a lot. Other than that, I think my last note is if I never see Joaquin Phoenix kiss another human being in my life it'll be too soon
0: let's hear the rating
2: two and a half stars
0: two and a half stars yeah. not a fan uh, yeah that was cool with the empty city talking about 300,000 people and they just they just walk away and then they <laughs> burn the city also him like saying he was like arguing with the girls at the end about how that wasn't true remember oh that? yeah <laughs> Um, my honorable menchie's. Uh, someone's, what scene was it? Where he's talking to the family. Someone visited the family, and he's like, "My compliments to the chef of this fine family." Oh
1: my god! What, what that a strange line. line? That was so weird. Um.
0: Oh yeah, Joaquin saying, "No, madam. <laughs> <laughs> no, madam. No, madam." The charisma of a wet sock. Someone in the chat said that uh, Thomas said Napoleon was apparently a charisma machine. That's some poor casting. I mean, let's yeah. get someone else with some charisma. Please. Yeah. yeah. Charisma. Come, little one, get into the bed of your masters. <laughs> Come, little
2: one. I could just see you get fingers- into the in bed of your masters. It's putting that in your notes in the back row.
0: <laughs> Pull my phone up. zero brightness. Typing it away in my notes app. <laughs> uh, we haven't mentioned it, but also you—you th- you think you're so great because you have boats. I think I saw some some play on social media and Letterbox on that line. <sighs> Two stars for Napoleon. Mm, uh-huh. I just—I I couldn't deal. God, yeah, I just couldn't deal with what I was seeing. I was kind of bored. Proto.
1: I mean, it still looks good.
0: Yeah, it looks it good. Look good. Looks killer.
1: Yeah. I had a fine time. I don't have any other notes. You know, I feel like this is a a begrudgingly giving it three stars. Wow. Three.
0: You heard it here first, folks. Wow.
2: I wonder what the last time Proto ranked higher than
0: the two of us. Never. (laughs) (laughs) It might be Halloween. What was our communal ratings on Halloween three? Proto gave that five. I don't remember what I gave it, but. Um, I think we have a VM. Let me, let me see. We have a Napoleon VM, and then for live listeners, we're gonna get, jump right into the the mailbag episode. We have eight pages. Oh my god! To get to tonight, get put the coffee on, folks. Got to stretch, stretch it. Uh, let's see who we have here for Napoleon.
2: Bonjour, bonjour, Sarah, my lovely podcast host. Um, he here. Can we just get oh. a quick status report on our resident horse expert proto on the state of the horse treatment in Napoleon? I mean, after riding high with Barbie and the stallions that we get there, Napoleon really just obliterates any progress we've made on this front. So the movie's fine, <laughs> sure, but our, our equine friends really, really need our help. When will this be alleviated on the podcast? If we don't get a horse month after this, what kind mm. of message is 70 millimeter giving to horses all over the world? <laughs> Love you guys. And I uh, hope you have a wonderful break. Gracias, Ismael.
1: Love you, Ismail. Um, always trying to paint us into a corner. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta love him for it. Um, you know, I'm afraid, Ismail. Our only hope is to um, go undercover mm-hmm. with Horse Month. We've done it before, <laughs> Barbie. We're gonna have to do it again. We're gonna have to sneak in horse picks. We're going to have to work the themes, massage the themes to make it happen, I think. Yeah. I just don't know if horse month's in the cards, but we'll find other ways. <laughs> I mean, why did it have to be so graphic?
0: Yeah. You see the horse chest explode. Mm-hmm. On, completely unnecessary. IMO. <sighs> All right. Uh, that's it for November. We did it. it it's in the books. You know, the famous 70mm books. It's now being entered into the books in the uh, Haddonfield
1: state of uh, books.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: You heard Michael Myers at the, uh, the library desk <laughs>
0: writing it down. <laughs> so as everyone knows, next week, we're not going to tell you what's happening next week. We will be on vacation, but there will be an episode dropping Monday morning. We know what it is. We're very excited for that episode to drop. I hope everyone enjoys it. It'll be dropping Monday a.m. Uh, Perl, any closing thoughts? Uh, we won't see each other for another month, the three of us in this in this studio.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm kind of shocked because we, you know, we, we were looking at this month, Scorsese, Fincher, Scott, Scorsese again. <laughs> and was, we thought, sh- Coppola, surely there's going to be a five banger in there, right? Maybe <laughs> multiples. We didn't have a single five-star review from any of us this whole month. Are you serious? Yeah. You just never know. Wow, I didn't even realize that.
0: I mean, the state of the men in these movies.
1: (laughs) Yeah, maybe the worst (laughs) stretch
0: of leading men in the history of this show, (sighs) to be honest. Wow. We need uh, leading ladies back. Oh my god, we might. Yeah, we might need an emergency leading ladies month (laughs) next year. All right, we'll see everybody. Technically, we'll see you at episode 200 in January, but we'll see you next week for Christmas in December. is a tape deck production featuring original artwork provided by Danny Haas. Spiritual Guidance and V'ger, the robot who loves movies provided by Pertalexis. Producer at large, Dale underscore A. And music composed by Cinematric. Prints and other merch are available on 70mmpod.com. This episode was mixed, edited, and produced by me, Slim. Support our Patreon For access to our VHS Village Discord to talk movies with new friends, access to our exclusive episodes in the 70mm Vault, discounts on merch, uncut episodes, and a physical membership card mailed to you. To check out other Tape Deck podcasts, find the link in the episode notes. And if you'd like to support our friends at Letterboxd and upgrade to pro or patron status, you can do so with a 20% off discount Using the links on 70 mmpodcom Goodbye. This 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 is a Tape Deck Podcast.